0: This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised.
1: In August 2009, PC Andrew Harper and his colleague Andrew Shaw responded to the call of a burglary in West Berkshire, England despite the fact that they were already finishing their shift. Going beyond the call of duty was nothing unusual for these hard-working professionals but this time the decision to do overtime came at a terrible cost. Once the night had ended, only one of the officers returned home. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing, mysterious, and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. On the night of the 15th of August, 2019, the Police Control Centre received a call at 11.17pm from Peter Wallace from Stanford Dingley he said quote i've got masked men outside my house and they've got weapons they are backing into the property now peter gave the dispatcher the license plate of the vehicle he described as a silver hatchback before noticing that the men were about to steal his quad bike Growing angry, Peter told the dispatcher he was going out. However, he soon realized it was too late, and his quad bike was already gone. Just five miles from Peter's home was 28-year-old PC Andrew Harper with his partner PC Andrew Shaw in an unmarked police car. The two constables were already four hours over their shift and were heading home when the call of the burglary came. So Andrew and his fellow officer didn't have any responsibility to respond, but they did anyway. The nature of being a police officer includes flexibility, as criminals rarely announce beforehand when and where they are about to strike. Less than 10 minutes after the 999 call, Andrew and P.C. Shaw turned off the A4 into Lambdons Hill and Berkshire Lane. 30 minutes to midnight, the road was pitch black, with only light coming from the police car's headlights. That was until another pair of headlights appeared from the darkness. A Seat Toledo came the other way on a narrow country road. Soon, the vehicles were face to face with each other, having only 5 to 6 metres between them. Andrew and P.C. Shaw realised immediately that this was the vehicle of the burglary suspects due to the registration plate. The people in the other vehicle realised that the two men sitting in the unmarked vehicle were police officers. In a split second, the suspects made the decision to evade capture at all cost. One of the suspects, likely the driver of the SEAT, shouted at the masked person sitting on the quad bike to get off and unhook the tow rope. Afterwards, the masked man ran past the police vehicle from the driver's side, where P.C. Shaw was sitting. Meanwhile, the suspect's car passed from the left side just before Andrew got out of the police vehicle and began chasing the masked man. He was just about to grab the man when the suspect jumped into the SEAT through the open front passenger window. It was then that everything went so horribly wrong. Just when P.C. Shaw turned to look through the rear window, he saw Andrew falling down. Apparently, P.C. Shaw later described Andrew's sudden drop as, quote, like a water skier coming off the rope. And then, PC Andrew Harper simply disappeared. The cameras inside and outside the police vehicle recorded PC Shaw's puzzlement at what had just happened. He reported the incident on the radio and simultaneously turned the car around and began driving towards the A4 and after the SEAT. Shortly after, there was an unmistakable panic in PC Shaw's voice when he talked into the radio again, saying, quote, 3-4, I've now lost him. PC Shaw had been sure that he would see Andrew on foot, Still chasing after the suspect, he likely hadn't seen that earlier on the masked man had jumped inside the car. But instead of finding Andrew, PC Shaw saw debris on the road. When he stopped to take a closer look, he realised he was looking at Andrew's stab vest. Nothing made any sense at this point. How and why had P.C. Harper's vest come off? Meanwhile, two other police units responding to the call were at the junction of the lane and the A4, approximately one mile from where Andrew and P.C. Shaw came upon the suspects. The officers saw the SEAT turning onto the A4 and then they saw something else as PC Christopher Bushnell described quote I could see whatever it was was swinging from the left to the right across the road behind the car PC Bushnell said that at first he had thought that the car was dragging a deer carcass but then As the Sayak crossed the A4 into Ufton Lane near Sulhamstead, the mass behind the car became detached, and P.C. Bushnell noticed a face, a human face. At 23.30, P.C. Shaw heard a radio transmission saying that, There was a body in the road. Immediately, he responded, That's probably P.C. Harper. P.C. Shaw began to understand what had happened to Andrew within less than two minutes after confronting the suspects. The masked man had attached a tow rope to the back of the car so that it formed a complete six-meter loop. When the masked man on the quad bike had then disconnected the vehicle, the rope was left lying on the road for a moment before the suspects sped off. That moment was enough for Andrew's feet to become entangled in the tow rope. So when P.C. Shaw had seen his colleague fall down and suddenly disappear, it was because Andrew Harper was dragged away by the seyat. The absolutely horrifying incident lasted for just 91 seconds, during which Andrew was dragged for more than a mile at an average speed of 42.5 miles per hour. After hitting a curb, Andrew finally became disentangled but it was already too late. His fellow officers did all they could to save his life, but due to his catastrophic injuries, PC Harper eventually died at the side of the road at 11.45 p.m.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot,
1: the focus was solely on finding those responsible for this unimaginable tragedy. Based on how they had prepared for the burglary and escape, the police believed the suspects were well-known thieves heading to the nearby Four Houses Corner Traveler's Site. Within a little over ten minutes since the discovery of Andrew's body, a police helicopter was on the scene and located the SEAT using thermal imaging. The vehicle was parked inside their compound out of the view of anyone moving on the ground, but for air support, spotting the extremely hot car was an easy task. Within an hour, the police had been able to pinpoint three suspects 19-year-old Henry Long and 18-year-olds Jesse Cole and Albert Bowers who were arrested on site at 12.50am on the 16th of August 2019. On the police's body cam video, you can see the young men behaving quite calmly before becoming visibly distressed after the officer told them that they were being arrested on suspicion of murder. One of the teenagers even asked the police, quote, Does it look like I've done a murder? It's upsetting. He's calling me a murderer. It appeared like these young men didn't even know that they had just dragged a man to death behind their car. Meanwhile, 16 miles away in P.C. Andrew Harper's hometown of Wallingford. Someone was waiting for him to come home from his shift. When Lissy, Andrew's childhood sweetheart and partner of 13 years, heard a loud knock at the door late at night, she thought her husband had simply forgotten his keys. Lissy and Andrew had married just four weeks earlier on the 18th of July 2019 and this shift was supposed to be Andrew's last before they would go on their honeymoon. But when Lissy saw another police officer standing outside her front door, she immediately knew something was terribly wrong. Moments later, after sitting down, the officer calmly explained to Lissy... that Andrew had died. She did hear the words... but she couldn't understand them... as Lissy said... Those words... were the most alien thing to me. I said to him... but we just got married... that can't be true. A few minutes later the officer informed Lissy that they already had suspects in custody. Until then, Lissy had thought that Andrew had died from an accident, but now she was told that there were people responsible for her husband's death. It was a second blow for Lissy. How could she have gone from the happiest day of her life to the worst day of her life within just four weeks. The following day, the news of Andrew's death spread in the close-knit community, leaving everyone in shock and disbelief. How did a young, brave and dedicated police officer die in such a brutal way? Andrew was known as a person with a strong moral compass, and as Lizzie said, quote, He wanted to be this force of strength, and act as a barrier between the people who do wrong in the world and those who need protect him from it. For all of his life, Andrew's goal had been to make a career as a police officer, Which eventually began by joining Thames Valley Police as a 19 year old in 2010. Andrew had been doing what he loved. There could have been a long, successful career ahead of him, in addition to building a family with the love of his life. But all that was ripped away in a senseless killing. The murder trial began at the Old Bailey on the 10th of March 2020. Jesse Cole and Albert Bowers both pleaded guilty to conspiracy to steal a quad bike but denied manslaughter. In turn, Henry Long admitted manslaughter and conspiracy to steal a quad bike. All three of them ...denied murder. Due to COVID-19 related issues... ...and Thames Valley Police... ...saying that they had received intelligence... ...suggesting possible jury intimidation... ...the first trial was eventually abandoned. A retrial began on the 23rd of June... ...during which jurors were played radio transmission and shown dashcam footage, including bloodied streaks on the road. The jurors also heard that PC Andrew Harper was likely, unfortunately, knocked unconscious in the initial fall. According to the post-mortem, Andrew had died of multiple injuries, including a very severe brain injury. When he was found, Andrew was without his uniform, which had quite literally been ripped away. You can only imagine what his body went through. One of the biggest arguments during the trial was if the three men knew that they were dragging Andrew behind the car or not. All three denied having any knowledge while the prosecution said the defendants must have been aware of Andrew, who was over six foot and weighed 14 stone. But even if Henry, Jesse and Albert were completely clueless about what was happening behind their vehicle, they still made a conscious decision not to follow police orders and escape, resulting in an officer's death. A month later, on the 24th of July 2020, Jesse Cole and Albert Boas were found guilty of manslaughter, to which Henry Long had already pleaded guilty. On the 31st of July, Jesse and Albert were sentenced to 13 years in prison, while Henry received a 16-year sentence. All three have since made appeals, but the convictions and sentences have remained. Lissy Harper wasn't satisfied with the result of the trial, saying that a manslaughter conviction wasn't enough. She wrote an open letter to Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Home Secretary Priti Patel to allow a retrial to try to get a murder verdict. In addition, Lissy launched a campaign for a new law which would require life imprisonment for criminals whose actions result in the death of an emergency worker on duty. On the 24th of November 2021, the Minister of Justice announced that they would introduce Harper's Law, which says that, "...anyone who commits the manslaughter of an emergency worker on duty, including police, prison officers, firefighters and paramedics, while carrying out another crime unless there are truly exceptional circumstances." will receive a mandatory life sentence. The law was added to the statute book on the 28th of April, 2022. It will not, however, affect the sentences of the three young men already imprisoned for killing PC Andrew Harper. After the successful campaign... Lissy Harper reflected on her future by saying, quote, I know for a fact that Andrew would want me to be happy, and I can only tell you that if it was the other way around, I know that I would want him to meet somebody and have all the things that people are supposed to have. So yes, I do want to find happiness again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and thank you for your kind messages of support, feedback, positive reviews, and of course, your patience. I really do appreciate it and I love reading what you have to say. For transcripts, photos, credits and resources relating to today's episode, please visit www.truecrimebritain.com. If you'd like to access things like ad-free, early release and bonus episodes, I'd love you to consider supporting the show by joining me on Patreon, where you could get access to all that and even more rewards from just £1 a month. You can join now by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash true crime Britain or see the episode description. Don't forget you can also like, follow and or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a future episode. There are some big cases coming up and I wouldn't want you to miss out. You can also follow me on Facebook Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube for regular case updates. Just search for True Crime Britain. If you're already supporting me on Patreon, you can find next week's episode already there waiting for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and please stay safe.
0: you are affected by any of the content featured in today's episode, please see the show notes or visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you can find links to further support. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,